0: we're back. Lads, how are you?
1: Not too bad. How are you?
0: I am amazing. Daniel, how are you? Happy cozy Sunday. Exactly. It's a yes. good Sunday. It's getting chilly, eh? It's getting real chilly. blows. Blowing the leaves yesterday. It, I'm like, ah, it's autumn.
1: If you're watching the YouTube, uh, you can clearly see Daniel just looks absolutely cozy with yeah. his hat and his warm sw- it just looks warm like i don't even yeah, need a to sweater be in it. Yeah.
0: i just know it's warm is that a cardigan or no
2: no it's like a zip up i was it's about to say thing, you know yeah. when I yeah. to
0: see kyle dubious guest of the show <laughs>
2: <laughs> one
0: day one day
2: shout out uniqlo yes one day
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. On. that's cool i bet he'd, he'd have a bit of fun you know anyway um hockey's fun isn't it but before we get there and talk about some some stuff and we're going to quickly talk about F1 for like a second because I want to bring something up that I noticed at the end of the Qatar Grand Prix. So first off, um, we just want to give our best wishes to everyone in Abbotsford. Um, for those of you who don't know, west of, this, uh, west of the country, really, really bad flooding there. Um, we're not going to compare it to uh, a hockey team having a bad start like Jim yeah, Benning yeah, yeah. did. Um, but seriously, everyone in Abbotsford, stay safe um, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um but first off, I just just want to bring up here. So Lewis Hamilton wins the Guitar Grand Prix, right? You know, Max's lead is just it's getting smaller and smaller. You love to see it, right? And post you know, everyone's doing their celebrating. And it cuts to Lewis. And he's he's hanging out with George Lucas. <laughs> and just kind of like, oh, okay. I didn't know George Lucas was an F1 fan. And all of a sudden, all those pod racing <laughs> scenes make so much more sense.
1: Exactly. Exactly. They, they, do. they I- do. They do. They <laughs> do.
0: Who who is I'm trying to think who is Anakin on the grid? Like, is it Lando? Kind of immature, um, kind of funny.
1: I was gonna go with George Russell, but yeah, I guess I guess Lando.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just boy genius, mate. Maybe it's Lewis. Who knows?
1: <laughs> it's young Lewis.
0: He's a chosen one. I don't know, That's but yours. I don't think I don't think Lewis is just a creation of the force though. Like he kind of set well, Anakin was. We could ask him to confirm. We can just call up George <laughs> Lucas yeah man. you got it's not surprising he's just doing because you know he's got billions of dollars they just kind of like okay here you go disney now i can just go and watch f1 races all day. <laughs> exactly yeah. it's pretty cool isn't it yeah, the yeah. desert trio i can't wait for the season finale to be the deciding race because it's going to be now and it's at 4 a.m so we're going to be like waking up spoiled that's like ah this person wants. It's like oh, okay
2: cool. no we could just wake up each other <laughs> guys yeah. no we're back think, at 4 a.m.
1: I, I think I saw um, on Twitter someone say that if Lewis wins the next race and gets fastest lap, that they'd go into the final race of the year um, tied.
0: That's insane. So I think as a stands if Lewis wins the last two races and I think even if Max is second in both and fastest yeah. lap, I think Lewis would still win. So it is it is uh, it's getting there and I think next race they're putting back in the Brazil engine. From their Largo's because apparently they didn't use it this weekend, which is hilarious. So, um, man, that's hilarious. I think it's in another fortnight and then the finishes the season back to back. Maybe we have a show at the end of that. you know, see if we can get someone on to talk about it. That'd be pretty cool. But F1 pretty George fun.
2: Lucas, maybe he could come on. I I, so we'll make some calls. What is he up to? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, not much, you got to imagine. Yeah. sold everything. You know, I, know.
2: You know, I feel like it's going to happen. You're gonna he's gonna be like, Yeah, thanks guys for having me on about F one and then like George, I'd like to let I, I like to know in Revenge of the Sith <laughs> but this Honestly
0: I would <laughs> I don't think it would take us long to be like okay F one's done. Okay, so let me ask you about where is the director's cut of episode three? Yeah. That's like four hours. I kinda need it. Please, yeah. what do you think what do you really think of the Disney trilogies? <laughs> anyway, um I digress though. I love you, George. It's just it was just really funny. This is George Lucas is just hanging out, celebrating with Lewis Hamilton and guitar, like things you think you see on a Sunday morning. You know what I, mean?
2: I could see it. I could see it because I remember uh,
0: it's basically like Tatooine with all the deserts around.
2: When um, yeah. Steven Spiel- Spielberg and George Lucas were in school, it was at a time where a lot of people just <clears throat> they liked, like, you know, like the art house films like French New Wave and Italian Neorealism. And then they're like, no man, we're not about that. We're all about like the westerns and all like the stuff that we like that we were nostalgic about. And like they like a lot of cars, so it made sense.
0: Yeah, just so you look like Indiana Jones and all that. Say for Spielberg, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the only, I think non sequel. So I think I think the only two franchises I think Spielberg has ever done sequels for. I want to say Jurassic Park. He did Lost World. And, I then I th- so, yeah. and then obviously he didn't do Jaws. And I think Indiana Jones is the only other one. Spielberg's like, okay, we're going to start well. And obviously it was a good thing he did Jaws because look what happened there. Anyway, stop making stuff without the books, please. Simple. Okay. Um, Hockey. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. We can talk about Jim Benning to start here.
2: Wait, wait. Uh, sorry. sorry. Go I, ahead. I, I, I'm sorry. To tr- I'm sorry. My voice is reflecting a bit.
1: That's not good. Is there an echo? Nope. No more. You hear me? Okay. Yeah.
2: Um what about the hockey cards?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I just so, we were gonna go into the news, but I'm like, we should we have cards. this thing. We, we we saved it for you, Adam, yeah. for last here's episode.
0: What's, here's what's really annoying is I should have not opened the pack I bought on like th- uh, Thursday because yeah, I got yeah. I got carry price. <laughs> so I was so pretty hyped about is that.
1: Is our d- is our deal off now? If yeah, no,
0: all the trades are off the table. Okay. Now the, okay. the team is done. Like the squad Fair. is is Fair. finished now. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So, um, yeah, but no, I got I got my pack open here. I've obviously haven't looked, but I have the ceiling done because I don't want it picked up on the mic. But um, okay, guys, let's right. let's see how we're gonna do here. Everyone, go into your middle card.
1: Yep.
0: Let's do it Opening all together. It. Why not? Altogether. Let's have fun. Let's okay. do nuts here. Okay. Altogether. One, two. Three, I oh, I, I picked out the wrong side. Oh, whoops! Oh, Alex, oh, is wow. that Connor <clears throat>
2: I got Denny Gurianov,
0: Den, oh, just some bro thing. That's weird. Yeah. um, I somehow didn't pick the middle card, and I have 30 Bobrovsky, again, which is great.
2: Okay, That was oh, and Joel point. Pavelski is on this card for some reason as well. Just,
1: did you get like both a, of them?
2: I got both of them.
1: Or is it just say Dennis Gurianov? Okay. It is
2: Dennis Gurianov, but Joe Pavel he's not smiling. He's what just listening at Joe Pavelski, but Joe Pavelski is smiling.
0: What does the back of it say? Because isn't there there's a title for those kind of
2: cards? Gurianov eliminated Vegas on September fourteenth, twenty twenty, with an extra time goal in a three two win.
0: I don't like that they call it extra time. Extra time. Yeah. No. <laughs> what this isn't soccer.
1: That's, that's so weird.
0: That's awful. That's a, okay. That's Second awful. cards. Hopefully I actually grab my middle one this time. Okay. Three, two. One, I did not by accident. Crap, I pulled out Jordan J- Cairo, JT Miller,
1: Pierre like Dubois
2: with the jersey. I really dislike
0: he's off, he's got a decent year. Why does Jordan Cairo have a card? I mean, he only had five points last year, or oh, nine points last year. That's a
2: junior legend,
0: Jordan Cairo. Okay, and the third card here we go three, two, one, and go. Oh, okay, first off, Alex, you have, is that Matt Murray? Matt Murray, yeah. Oh, poor guy. Alex, I mean, Daniel, you have Shea Weber. Yeah, wow. Daniel? Yes? Okay, first off, I have a superstar showcase Nathan McKinnon. That's a pretty nice card. Okay, Daniel, so Mm -hmm. just quickly, let's do an impromptu trade discussion here. Okay. Okay, so I see that you have a Shea Weber card there. Yes. Whenever we see each other again, I am prepared mm-hmm. to to make a deal with you. Okay. Okay. I believe you and I have actually made a deal before. I think on the show we made a deal when we were were in person. Okay. So this is my offer to you. For Shea Weber, I will offer you right-handed defenseman Jared Spurgeon. Okay. And Zach Parise. Okay.
1: <laughs> deal. <laughs> <laughs> you knew well, how to
0: get to him. Yeah. You had to get <laughs> to find to him. Find that out. You I knew did. how to get your. To All right. Video, yeah. Man. It's a
2: fair deal. Uh, you want to shake on it here? Or? Yeah.
0: Shake on it. Okay. Very well. And fist bump the camera. Can,
1: okay. Can I, can I just say, I don't know how many packs we've opened. I still have zero defensemen. Really? My center depth is insane. I have zero defensemen.
0: So I have my final, like, my final, final lineup, right? Yeah. So obviously, like, center, they went here. So it's Sid, Connor, Seidel, Eichel, Caprizov, Forsberg, Kubelik, Huberdeau, Pasternak, Montha, Arvidsson, Wheeler, Latang, Carlson, Krug, Deline, Riley. Um, obviously, Shea Weber will take Spurgeon's place. And then I got Carey Price and Jacob Markstrom. So the defense I had a real problem getting. There are not yeah. a lot of them out there for some reason.
1: Does Do we know how long these are out for?
0: Can't be much longer, eh? I don't we have
2: to so. make That's the fair. most out of it. We have to start calling our local team Hortons. Like, how many do you yeah. have in stock?
0: We'll buy all, we'll of, buy them.
2: Them. We'll exactly. all of them We'll
0: <laughs> get That's where all the ad money is going to.
2: <laughs> how much <laughs> would the box be? Okay so um, I have a what friend Julius that? shout out to Julius Belita um, not C3. big card guy, but it's for basketball okay.
1: oh, yeah? but he
2: buys those huge boxes from Walmart. I'm like yeah how much would that be?
1: That's for true yeah, yeah. You know those decks. you know who we decks? should call? You know no, Ken read? Who ken reed Oh,
0: yeah, that big hockey card. We should guy. try to actually get him on because I have
1: be good. You know what? I listened to the uh, the SDP, the last one he was on where they talked about it, and I went back to look at the books of hockey cards that I have. and There's the one, um, the few years I don't think it was Upper Deck who made them, I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. But Ken Reed was like, yeah, they printed so many of them that even like the Wayne Gretzky card from that pack is like worthless. So not worth oh. it. Like it's just not as it's not compared to the ones that are more rare. So yeah. I went to go pull it out and I'm like, it's the exact box that they were talking about. I'm like, damn it. Oh. I'm like, that would have been a good one to like, just go in and see, pick out some values, but I guess not.
0: They're all- Well, we're going. The show is good. The defense is lining up. We've made a trade. Um, we can continue. Anyway, Jim Betting. Uh, the Canucks have not had a great season to play again tonight. Um, They beat the Jets by one goal after the Jets had played the night before. But uh, we'll just... You know, T- um, Tucker Pullman revenge game.
1: I know. Yeah, that was... A lot of revenge games last night.
0: You see him warm up that Tyler Myers, for some reason, just went flying into the other zone. He, like, wiped out. He missed his he Winnipeg. I mean, who wouldn't right now? I mean, even though it's uh, Winnipeg, and apparently it's still. Awful. Anyway, sorry for any Winnipeg listeners out there. I'm sorry, but it's just it's Winnipeg. You understand? Nick
1: Baldwin's not happy with me right now.
0: I. She's, why? Because you were ripping Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, well, listening. right. He,
1: if he listen if he ever listens and he hears that, I'm, I know I'm going to get a text. <laughs> so
0: Nick, we like you. We like the hockey fans there. It's just you know.
2: We'll invite him on to talk about UFC one day.
0: Why not? That'd be yeah. cool. Device for a device by the show. Anyway, Jim Betting. Uh talk yeah, was... to the media. Um, he compared here's the thing with Jim Betting, right? Um, he is not the best at speaking in front of a microphone. He's a bit of an awkward dude. I, I understand. I'm not like that. Um, you know, there have been some incidents that have been like, okay, Jim's being awkward, but there have been some this year where you're like, you can't do that. Like how during the Vertanen stuff, he the woman who was accusing Vertanen, he referred to as the girl, which was like, yeah, Oh, yeah. no, Jim. And he compared the Canucks start to kind of like it was I'm paraphrasing here, it's like, yeah, this is tough, and you know what the people are going through in Abbotsford is tough, and you know, that's what we call life. Um have you both watched it? Alex, I know you have actually. <laughs> I
2: watched yeah, snippets of it. Um and like read it's the not room, great. Jim.
0: Not, that is a very good point, yeah. Who like how did they expect that press conference to go? It it just seems to be it's it's every time I see Jim Benning speaks in the press in the in the doc, I'm like, it's gonna be a good time to talk about this. I
1: whoever set that press conference up should get a stern talking to because that like we I I, I said when Mark Bergeron spoke after like it was about what five games? Yeah. Was it and I'm like, I, I never I didn't really understand it. And we're now almost 20 games into the season and you send Jim Benning out there knowing that, you know what, the season's not going well. You also send him out there knowing that in, pa- in the past, his press conferences, especially when they're of fragile subjects, don't really go well. Like how did you – What they they really should have put the ownership up there as well. Like I think both – in my opinion, both of them should have been there. And the, the lack of – either like owners being there was kind of disappointing.
0: You know what I would have done is, because I gotta wonder if it's Benning trying to like lay down and take the bullet there. Could you not have just gotten the Satine's because they work in the front office? Like, or at least just sort of had them PR, like flanking him to sort of to take it off or something. Like just have anyone, at least if you don't want him out there, if he wants to sort of be like, I'm the GM, I'm taking responsibility here, like, well the Deans out there. You want them to have a bigger role one day, you know? Why not? I I just feel like Benning just wasn't prepared for it. It was a really embarrassing look. Like especially Betting's had some bad ones in the past. Um, and for multiple different reasons that we've already talked about. But this one was just it's the consumer confidence there. Like there did you guys Did you guys see the sign that got confiscated?
1: Uh I, oh yeah, that, I, I yeah, don't I remember that. what it said, but yeah. I, I heard about it.
0: So it was, um, it was like, so it was a sign that said, like, referring to Finn, their their mascot, oh, obviously yeah. saying, like, you're the best at winning. And if they if you folded it, it said fire Benning. Oh
2: my, yeah. God.
0: And then there were chance at the game. It was. I've been I've been trying to watch the Canucks their last few games, and um, you know they're on a, they're at a big home stand right now, right? And it right. is uh, it is not great. And
1: and like. I just, I feel bad a little bit for Jim Benning, like, because he, he shouldn't have that job at the moment and they're running him out there time and time again. And he's taking the bullets for ownership, in my opinion. And it's like, how many times, what do you, what does Francesco Aquilini and co have to see to be like, Hey, maybe this isn't our guy. And you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Like, fool me eight times. What? what happens when you fool me eight straight times? Because that's what seemingly happens with the Vancouver Canucks. He's been there since 2014 when they fired yeah. Trevor Linden. They've made the playoffs, what, twice? They And both of them, first on time Mike was Gillis, the first. Yeah. And Mike Gillis. Uh, yeah. They fired Mike Gillis, sorry. Um, the first time. They, I think they lost in the first round. The second time was a couple of years ago. They weren't even supposed to be there, but whatever, they were there. They lost in the second round, put up a good fight. And that magically, that run magically turned the franchise around. That's what, that's what, how they acted that it turned the franchise around. And I don't think it did. I think I
2: have three things. <laughs> first one is, you know, he said, fool me once. Yeah. Shame on you. Fool me twice. And then do you remember in the office? like, And then he's like, fool me three times, strike three. (laughs) 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 But um, again, um, I think one thing is, I think two things you were right about, Alex, is that I think they're at a point right now where it's like Jim Benning's kind of like, it's kind of like a sponge for the criticism right now. And I know that it's not as, like I know that a lot of it is because of his decisions, but I think at this point right now, where the Canucks are, where they thought they were going to be, after that playoff performance a couple years ago, um, they're going to be like, okay, hey, this guy, we, we thought he was going to be able to make something here. And I think he's going to be gone this year, but it's just going to be another stretch of, okay, well, look at all the stuff that's happened and we're going to put him out there and talk about it. And of course it didn't work. So we're going to start anew, but ownership's like we're going to clean our hands from this. And I'm going to use that reference I've used before with the Canucks when they made that run. And it reminds me of, 2013 for the Leafs, where obviously they do make the playoffs, but they were clearly not the team that was going to contend like we know them now. It was something that still had to be built, but they still kept making moves there that didn't really pan out. And I think that's where the Canucks are right now, where they had that success. And now they're thinking, all right, we got to keep doing these other moves, but they're just not panning out the way that they should be. And they're not being patient about it.
0: You know what? It's 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 hilarious when you think about it, that that 2014 bubble, you know, bit did a playoff success, you know, when a play-in round for one of these teams, the other one wins around being Vancouver. And then they've sort of built upon it, you know, maybe not taking the proper direction. And right now, ownership is in the, the firing line for both organizations. And that's Montreal and Vancouver. And uh, I have a feeling I know why both teams are sort of right now um, status quo. Uh, this is from Stu Cowan um, on Twitter. And this is as of, I just want to double check when I took the screenshot, this is uh, from today. Oh, actually, this was uh, two minutes past midnight. Um, So this is, um, again, as of yesterday, the attendance numbers. Right now, uh, Vancouver uh, of nine games at home are fifth in the league right now with attendance, uh, 18,512, and Montreal are first at 19,686. Um, games may look empty, but the tickets are already sold, as you know. Right. Um, and then Tampa Bay are up there, Toronto and Washington, interesting enough. Um, so why are the owners not too upset while well, they're still making money? Um, right. there's still a reason to go to Vancouver games because there's something to watch. You know what I mean? Like there's still good players, but, and that's in way me, excusing what the Canucks are doing, but you know, there's, um... Remember last year it was something I think it was like Benning was still saying, oh, we're far off here. They're still like, this team isn't done yet. And then yeah. they went to OEL thinking it was the fast track. And it just clearly wasn't. And it's it's not even just this thing of, and people were starting to question like the, the veterans being gone. You know, it's like, it's the young stars and not sort of picking up the slack. And it's like, it has nothing to do with them. It, it's more to do in like, yeah, Patterson's not doing great, but... It's the depth scoring. It's the depth on the back end. It's having a defensive core that can you really question whether you can trust them? A goalie who at the same time might think, like, can I trust the guys defending in front of me? Right. That's the big issue with the Canucks. And, you know, Benning made a big deal about that. And he's like, yeah, we had some veteran leaderships and here we go. And then he sort backtracked and talked, well, we got some vets up there. And, but um, it just wasn't straight, man. It wasn't straight. O- uh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Hasn't OEL been a captain for years? He was, yes, oh, yeah. like a year or two after Don left, and he n- never wanted to be though.
1: <laughs> he just gave right, it to him. Yes,
0: but he, like, I, I, just. But yeah, he's, he's a leader. Yeah, he had a letter at least every yeah. year. The the thing for me
1: is like uh, the quote from the press conference. Someone asked him, you know, last year he said the team is two years away, and uh, now he said, he's like, well, I, I don't want to comment on that based on how the team is performing so far. And it's like, yeah, no, like, no, no, no wonder. I wouldn't want to comment on that either. But it's like, you kind of made a bet and it failed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's no, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, and their lack of like, and he's still, they're still talking about the playoffs. He, in that press conference, was talking about making the playoffs. You I
0: mean?
2: think you gotta, it's, it's the same thing what we said, like with the money thing. You got to sell something, right? But no Out there. So, no,
1: one so, buys it. Uh, no one buys it. Adam, you said that, you know, the star, like there's reasons to go see the games. But to me, it's like if the stars aren't performing, if Elias Pedersen isn't performing, what am I going to watch the game? What am I going like? to watch this game for like, yes, Quinn Hughes is over a point per game, or I think he's around there. JT Miller is also around there, but it's like, what else am I going to watch this game for? The team isn't playing well. If I go to this game, I'm probably going to have to hear a fire Jim Benning chant. Like that's also not good PR like for watching it on TV or being in that stadium. Imagine going and wanting your GM to be fired. Like it's 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 incredible that he still has a a he still has a job, <laughs> frankly.
0: If, if I may my maths may be off here, but if the Canucks go five hundred for the rest of this season, um, they'll end up with about less than ninety points. They have to win at least. I think it would be if you do the math is. They would have to win about 42 games for the rest of the year to hit around the 95 point mark. And I'm just doing some quick math based on some stuff I saw for some other teams. Um, And again, comparisons to Montreal, they only have a win more than Montreal. Right. Um, And, you know, the Pacific, say what you want about it. Right now, the Canucks, if they want to try and make the... Oh my god, I did not realize how bad they really were. So, oh wait, hold on, I was looking at Seattle, who are also horrible. So, um, but my math is still around there. Um, so right now, the Canucks have 14 points. Um, Anaheim have 23 for third in the division. And if you want to just go to the wild card, um, we're going to look at Nashville at 19 points. So they're already five points behind there. In November, you know what I mean, right? It yeah. is uh, not happening. Not happening. And, and I think
1: the divisional spots are kind of, in my eyes, tied up. Yes, Vegas had a slow start, but I think they're returning to somewhat of a normal. Plus, remember, in March they will be getting Jack Eichel. Let's like, <laughs> let's not forget they just traded for Jack Eichel. Calgary yeah. and Edmonton. I don't know what the hell happened to Calgary. They're just looking better than they did last year goaltending Goal, goaltending yeah and Edmonton is obviously Edmonton and then there's Anaheim who is beating expectations at the moment let's see what how things continue to go but like I think their best bet is a wild card spot and now we're having the conversation of well okay Nashville Las Vegas Vancouver Dallas, like these are the teams. I don't know if Vancouver is necessarily better than some of those teams that I listed.
0: If, if we're being, sorry, go ahead, Daniel.
2: Oh, no, I just, I don't think so either. I think that Vancouver, I think the bad thing about them having the slump is also at the same time where it's suddenly we see so many of these teams around the league having that resurgence. So many of these guys where I think we picked Nashville and Calgary to not make the playoffs this year. And they're surprising me.
0: So right now, if you think about it, um, Vegas are only a point behind Anaheim in the same amount of games played. And, you know, you look at their sort of house situation. Um, and then you just kind of see it's Anaheim slugging it out. Here's what's really funny. So Vegas, we could say argument's sake makes that top three with the, with the, um, Albertan teams. Um, on the outside looking out and in the inside looking out right now who, you know, the team that all of a sudden are seven, like two and four in their last 10 games uh, without McKinnon, uh, Colorado are not in the playoff spot and you know they will get better. So, um, and all of that is ahead of the Canucks. That is a battle that they are not even close to being in. Um, then we should move on there though. We, um, a good bit of time, to the Canucks, um, but we have a lot to talk about um, and I'm sure we will continue to talk about them throughout the season um and have hopefully you know hopefully have some time and have some people on to talk about it um do you see that harman dia was on game over last night oh was cool. he? yeah he was <laughs> i was surprised because I, I saw i saw game over i don't always watch it yeah. um but that was like because normally they have like against like carolina the' sarah savian yes. that's the sdp habs post game show for anyone who doesn't know and i clicked on i saw harman i'm like wait what This isn't a Canucks game.
1: I know. That's why I was surprised. They played Nashville last night. Uh, Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess Um, it's big news. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Well, I mean, if you're Harmon, do you really want to keep talking about the Canucks? (laughs) Anyway. um, Okay. If we look, if we keep looking forward here, um, first off, I want to talk about some, some really good players. First off. So it's pretty well thinking that people will say that Wayne Gretzky is the best hockey player of all time, right? Yes. And then there were people that will say, well, Lemieux. And then, you know, they'll have the the old French guy saying, yeah, but Maurice Richard. And I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Um, so even if he'll never have the numbers, I think if you look at the level of, you know, it compete, how, or sorry, I should say, how competitive the game has always been, how close teams are, because of the way, or, or the parity the league tries to attain, um, I think it's fair to say, or the argument is there, that Sidney Crosby is the best hockey player of all time. Something really really funny I want to mention to you guys here. So this is Sidney Crosby's 17th NHL season, right? He has been point per game in each of his previous 16, including injury shortened ones. Yep. Take that in. I I I just there's a part of me that I'm like, "Yeah, McDavid. Yeah, McDavid 32.17 games how are you?" Um, but Sidney Crosby is just another monster. And you know, you start seeing he's getting older there. How long are we going to have Sid as Sid? I, I start questioning, but like the greatness is there for Sidney Crosby. And with that, like a, just a quick note here. Ovechkin because I can't I can't mention Sid and not mention Ovechkin, right? Two goals last night. Apparently that was his first one-timer on the power play he scored on all year. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly right. It's insane. And with that, he has 272 power play goals. This is from Sportsnet Stats. He's two away from tying Dave Anderchuk for the NHL record. Wow, wow. I didn't know
1: Dave Anderchuk had the record.
0: Yeah, apparently he does.
1: So, I I just, I, this stat is really interesting. I just pulled up Connor McDavid's um page as well as Crosby's. So, Crosby over his over the 17 years has put up 6 100-point seasons or more. Whoa. That's so good. So, McDavid. But McDavid, though, over his seven years, so let's say six because this year's not done. Yeah. How many 100-point seasons do you think he's had? Three?
0: Hold on.
1: Your dog's answering.
0: I so I can think of three. I'm going to say three as well. He's had four. Oh, wow! Because yeah, it would have been last year, and then yeah, right. I don't think he hit it. Did no? He was at a hundred points for COVID shortened year as well, he right? He
1: was. He was three points away from. Oh, how,
0: so he should be at. So
1: oh, was that in his rookie year, right? So his rookie year, yeah, no, was that he got, injured, yeah. he got injured because he got injured. He's had 100 points, 108, 116, 105 last year, and he's probably well over 100 points for this year, too. Like, that's sorry. I just wanted to bring that up because I'm like, that's just ridiculous.
0: So, this is from, uh, NHL.com threw this up. One McDavid hit 600 points the other day. So, from um, his first 100 points, he did in 92 games. His second hundred points, 82. His third Hunter to two to three hundred, 68. Three to four hundred was 67. Four to five hundred was 64. And get this. Five hundred to six hundred points. Fifty-three games. Yeah. Holy cow. I'm not putting him with Sid until he, you know, does something that's not just scoring a lot of points, but... I don't yeah, want to sound he, like John Tortorella. Until he <laughs> shuts
1: up, okay? <laughs> then he- I'll start talking about Connor McDavid.
0: <laughs> so what'd you think of not getting any calls? Well, I guess I should shut up about it. <laughs> Fair. I'll take it. That was the most just, sass we've ever seen. I just I can't believe how lucky we are. Yeah. That at the end of Ovechkin and Crosby's career, that McDavid just shows up and says, "Hey there, I am a I am a literal like skating like mythical creature." It's hilarious.
1: Insane. It is
0: insane. You know what else is kind of insane?
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new rate advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and with promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in P-O-D. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD, P-O-D, Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again.
0: That Francois Legault is trying to give the people of Quebec hope. (laughs) So, apparently... And for those of you who may be listening, you're like, who the heck is Francois Legault? He is the premier of Quebec. Um, a premier is basically like Canada's version of a governor, I think is the best way to yeah. describe it. Um, Doug Ford is the Ontario one that we always complain about. Um, anyway, so there is a, an election coming up. I think it's next year, but it's the provincial one, not the federal one. Unless, you know, people are like, hey, Trudeau, you wasted all that money for the election and nothing changed. Anyway. Um, So, Francois Legault was on RDS, which is like the French TSN, basically, um, and said that the government, or so the province's government, are trying to meet with Gary Bettman in the coming months about bringing the Nordiques back. Quote, I have spoke with, sorry, and this is uh, the article I'm reading is from Daily Faceoff. Quote, I have spoke with Mr. Bettman, and we have meetings with him in the coming months, Legault said. You have to look at who is ready to invest. We have an amphitheater in Quebec has already been built. We are in the process of making contact with Mr. Bettman. We are looking at what we need to bring back the Nordiques. I think we are capable of having a second team in Quebec. The door oh, obviously, yeah, we know the history of the Nordiques. They go into that, the Canadian dollar being why they left. Um, give them one more year. Um, now, here's a really interesting part that I think is another sort of layer people are looking over here. Uh, Legault also noted on RDS that the Canadians aren't doing, the Montreal Canadians aren't doing a good enough job of employing French players. Uh, And bringing the Nordiques back would put pressure on them to do so. Um, Quote, there must be more efforts made by the Canadians, said Legault. I am still working to try and bring the Nordiques back. It would put pressure on the Canadians. So, first off, if you're Gary Bettman, technically this is win-win no matter what. Because first off, they're not going to come back. Like, let's just... And I think it was reported on 32 Thoughts last night that... It seems Quebec have a consortium of investors coming in, and the price would be around a billion dollars. Um, I would assume they would mean they didn't specify, but I would assume that would probably be Canadian to match up with the three quarters of, of a billion that Seattle paid, and that that sounds right when you do the like the sort of the uh, what, what do you call it the um what's the term when they like, do currency the conversion. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so if you're Gary Batman, right? <laughs> Think of it like this. So everyone thinks you hate, hate Canada, because you do. Um, so what you do is you meet with, with with the, even though it's like Quebec, half a lot of people in Quebec, and especially like if you look at the party François Legault is part of, they're yeah. basically like, yeah, Canada, pff, Quebec, woo. So what you do is you go meet with the guy who wants to bring back the Quebec team that all of Canada want to see back, right? And you have an excuse to be like, oh, maybe you don't like the consortium, or whatever. You find a reason not to do it, right? But you've done the meeting. So you sure. have that public image of I've done it.
1: I tried. I tried. I tried, man. I How
0: dare you. they get our hopes up, by the way?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it's just noted Quebec lover, obviously, Gary Bettman, uh, as we should we should start. Um I, Remember when you can, forgot to
0: congratulate the Habs on their season at the the Cup presentation. Oh my goodness. I don't. He
1: just he's
2: just jumping into these. like he just it's just too easy, Gary. Um
1: yeah, I just can I say I don't know how what the correlation there is between bringing Quebec back and pressure on bringing in more French Canadian players. Like I just I genuinely don't I don't know if there's an actual correlation there because I think what's going to Bring what's going to make it a better product is if both teams are doing well.
0: So, here is what I would think, right? So, apparently, a part of this is like there would be a lot of government backing to the Canadians, sorry, to the Nordiques, right? Um, I wonder, I want to be careful when I say this, if there are certain organizations within Quebec that would prefer. A French team and what I mean is one that has a real focus because if people think that Montreal are crazy with the French speaking thing which I think in regards to your coaching and and general management is is a very fair claim but drafting wise they don't do that at all like they really don't I think Louis LeBlanc was LeBlanc was the last like, French guy they picked in the first round anyway. That was a headache for them. Yeah, yeah, it was. But, you know, anyway, like, I think it's overblown there. If there was a Quebec City team, you gotta remember when the Habs were at Quebec City for that preseason game a couple years ago when they got booed. Like, people outside of Quebec, and I think, or more outside of Canada, I don't think they really know the animosity of, like, Quebec towards Montreal. Like, Montreal is actually a very English-speaking place compared to the rest of Quebec. Yeah. So... If you think Montreal's bad for Quebec, like or is it is more just the friend centered place, the Nordiques coming back it's like with like a guy like Legault backing them too mm-hmm. would be like I think it would take pressure off of Montreal to be honest with you. Yeah, but I, I wonder if it's the money in certain sponsorships mm-hmm. is what the pressure is, I wonder. And you know, that's what I that's what I would think, Alex.
1: No, no, I that, that makes sense. And and I I get that sentiment. Because you know what? I think it's very it's it's like that in European countries when it comes to soccer. Like I know in Germany there's some regulation, rules and regulations about having to play a certain number of German players. I just I don't know if the way the NHL is set up that that is a way to make a team thrive. Like I think there's ha- there'd have to be They'd have to be willing to lose money to build up the fact that we're going to, we have to develop these players where this in the way I look at the, the system, the NHL has a lot of the development happens before they get to, they're drafted into the NHL. So wouldn't it be better to throw backing into the QM? Like my opinion would be throw a lot of backing into the QMJHL and to the teams in Quebec in the QMJHL because that's predominantly where most of these French Canadian guys end up playing, whether it's in Quebec or in, in Halifax or wherever. What like I just don't know if the system's set up to bring in a team solely to develop French players because that's what it sounds like they want to do.
2: Are oh, you on mute, Adam?
0: That's embarrassing. Um, no, like, listen, I I want the Nordiques back. Yeah. If they, if if okay, let's let's really be honest here. There is really no excuse for the NHL to have Arizona where they are. If the Quebec government is like, I'll give you a billion dollars, our arena is built, and you know it's a good market. Like, not large. But it's not going to be empty at all. Like that's what I think. Like regardless of where it would end up and the kid, like all that kind of stuff, it would still. And it's another argument for another day that we had with Will about like it, it makes no sense why the Nordiques are not back. Um, and you know, and I think it was the the Dep- deputy commissioner Bill Daly said. Um, I think it was to Jeff Merrick. Like there were no meetings planned with Lego, even though Lego seems to be saying otherwise. Like you know, yeah, you're right when it comes to like the development and that and all that. But you know, it's just. There's a lot there. Yeah. Not to mention, do you really think that the like, say what you want about Gary's love or supposed hate of Canada? Is he really going to want to support a team that's going to take away from the money the Habs are making? Like y- you don't sort of, what's the, what's the term? You don't look at get horse in the mouth. You don't look at your prize golden hand that you have. And like, you know what? I'm going to give all these resources to the other team. That's going to be your biggest competitor. Yeah. Like You know what I mean? Like I don't see the NHL doing that. No, no. I mean, it wouldn't be the biggest deal because I'm pretty sure Jeff Molson's pretty well off with this money. To be I,
1: I, I don't think Montreal would allow it. Like, I think there would be a lot of pushback from Montreal or saying to like, because to get this move, it would have to get approved by the board of governors. And Montreal would be saying, uh, excuse me, Nashville, excuse me, Arizona. Um, do you Did you really like those checks we sent you for the last 20 years? Okay, so maybe let's not do this because you're taking money from us. Like, I get I'm, Jeff Molson's yeah. well off, but it's the same argument I think it was Brian Burke used to make about those silly rumors about wanting to put a second team in Toronto, which obviously never happens.
0: Unless Gary says we're doing it, like, then I think Molson sure. would have to because, like, if it, the thing with Molson is he doesn't have the cojones to fire Bergman. I doubt he's gonna go against Gary Bettman. You know I mean? No, that's, no, yes. That's what has. To, listen, I want the team. I want Quebec City back more than anything. Um, I don't like. I. I think it should happen to an extent. I. I would still believe at the end of the day the house would be fair off, but it's there's just so much there, and we, again, it's like the hard. It's like the salary cap. Um, we know it's not changing as long as Gary Bettman's around. Exactly. It's a shame, yeah. but. You know, I, I want them back. I want them back really badly. Like, Battle of Quebec, it would be... I would love to go to those games. It would be super intense, but you know what I mean? It'd be cool.
2: The Nordiques actually would keep their superstars before, beforehand.
0: You'd hope so. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Uh, Hopefully they get their
2: records back, though.
0: Oh, uh, Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be so lame if it's just like, yeah, and the leading scorer is uh, this guy. And it's like, well, no, it's it's uh, Joe Sackick, but, you know, it's technically. No. Well, no, because, I, okay, never mind. Discussion for another day. Colorado are respectable. Um, anyway, though, where were we? Where were we? Um, and they all they won all their cups with, like, their players, right? Well, you know what I mean? Um, like, they won after they moved, right? So, um, guys. So, I want to read you this quick snippet. I'm not going to give you any context for what I'm about to read, but I think this is really funny. This is from Deadspin.com. Okay. Um, Let me find this exact. Okay. This isn't the first time a power-hungry NHL coach decided to bench a hometown player for no apparent reason. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Bonus and the Dallas Stars. Okay. So, young player named Riley Tuft called up to Dallas last week, you know, playing in the fourth line, whatever. Uh, He's played NHL games before, not too many. Anyway, Dallas are there to face uh, Minnesota. Uh, He's a Minnesota guy. Uses all his his paycheck from being called up to get tickets for his family and all that. Nick Bukestad apparently helps because Bukestad's a Minnesota guy. Reminder, Bukestad plays for the Minnesota Wild, so it wasn't even one of his teammates. Um, An hour before the game, he scratched. Family in attendance don't get to see him play. Um, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, some stuff's come out. Uh, Rick Bonus seems to be throwing the blame on an assistant coach. Um, the reasoning was apparently they wanted Joe Kiviranta to be playing and get more speed. Um, there's a, there's a few things here. First off, um, can we just sort of talk about the fact that you're in the state the stars are and you don't know what your lineup looks like an hour before the game? Like, I know there was some stuff with COVID relief in that, but... Really, is there any reliability of your roster there? If you don't, can't stick to a plan an hour before the game?
1: Did he also throw a assistant coach under the bus? Did he, yeah, he did. really do that? Yeah. Are you kidding me? He was,
0: like it, the, was the, like it was, it was his the his final say decision. on the lineup. Yeah, you are you're the, the, you're the boss.
1: You're the boss of the lineup. If you want something done, you damn do it. Unless, unless um, find Jim Nil tells you otherwise, but you do it. Like I, I don't. That's come on. That's that's a I felt
2: excuse. secondhand embarrassment after reading. Like, I just feel so bad for Riley Tuff. Because I know that uh, ever since he was drafted, he was a bit of a reach, I remember, in the first round. And then he did the NCAA route. And, he, you know, he was working his way up to try to get to the NHL. And, you know, this was a big game for him. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It just, when I heard that he paid all the tickets. Like, I know we always talk about Jason Spezza getting scratched. But I, I don't know. I For, for me, this is worse.
0: Well, a lot have, worse. So Had like a thousand games, right?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, thank God they put Joel Kiburanta in. They would have lost 8-2 instead of 7-2. to two.
0: Is that the score?
1: They lost 7-2. to two.
0: That's insane. The Stars are such a frustrating organization. Um, I'm trying to find who exactly this coach was. Um, Can I, I ask team?
1: you guys a question while you're looking for that, Adam? Sure. Yeah. How far away are we from the point where um, Dallas, the Dallas Stars end up like the Vancouver Canucks?
2: I could see it. I think, okay, um, you know when we talk about how Adam said Montreal's, you know, just kind of the way the season is, it's just like you have the momentum of last year. I think Dallas is still doing that. They were not supposed to be in the finals. But they're like, hey, we got here with this lineup. We can do it again. Let's keep playing Jamie Van.
1: Like, it's to the point where it's like Vancouver, Jim Benning still talk, As we said, Jim Benning's talking about making the playoffs. And, you know, we're a playoff team. We're like Dallas. They're having the same, probably the same conversations in Dallas. And at what point is it? Well, like, hmm, maybe... Maybe Jamie Ben's a little too old to make it be making nine and a half million dollars.
2: Okay, I have this question for you guys. I know that you 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 posed the question, Alex, but I'm just confused. I don't know who the best forward is on Dallas.
0: Um, I couldn't find the coach's name, by the way. Uh, friendly reminder, Joe Kiviranta has an assist in 14 games played, by the way. Um nice. and I will get up their scoring right now, Daniel, and we can check that. I, the answer
1: I, I mean in my mind would obviously be tyler sagan but like i i, I don't know i i don't know
0: it's about, maybe it's you know what it, it doesn't help that i was like oh i know but i'm looking at the standings um, <laughs> um okay. so um if you'd like to know first off their goaltending tending is actually not awful huh Brayden is a 918. Ottinger in three games is a 955. Kadobin's not good. 873 in 7 mm. games. Okay, so their leading scorer is Mira Haskinen, the defenseman, 13 points in 16 games played, averaging 24 minutes. Their leading scoring forward, 10 points, 4 goals, averaging 16 minutes. Joe Pavelski. Oh man. <laughs> he's yeah. never stopped scoring that man. Um, Jamie Benn has nine points in 16 games. Sagan has nine points in 16 games. Um, Hintz has eight points. Oh, my God. Radulov has seven. one goal. Um, Gurionov has five points. Klingberg has three assists, and that's it. Have fun getting that $8 million contract. Uh, Blake Como, assistant captain who was waived, a goal <laughs> in six games. Um, and oh, hold on, where is... Their fourth leading scorer, nine points, Ryan Souter.
1: Wow. Thank God they have him for three more years after this.
0: Yeah. So um, but you know, it was it was important that we get Joel ranta in there. Um and it's it's hilarious. So Riley Tuft is averaging six minutes. First off, just how are you like aligning your lineup that you have guys playing less than ten minutes? This isn't twenty fourteen anymore. The it's stars also, are a mess, man.
1: And it's also not the playoffs. Like, nope. I get it. You shortened the bench in the last period, uh, deciding game. But, like, I don't see how why you do that in the middle of a
0: season. Mm-hmm. And, like, hey, listen, they have won three straight games. I will give you that. But I am not scared by the Dallas Stars. And them and their no. stupid neon jerseys that are awful. <laughs> awful.
1: I really don't like those at all.
0: (laughs) I'm surprised people do. They're awful.
1: They're uh, not fantastic, I'd say. Mm.
0: Okay. Um, Moving on. Um, Where are we? Where are we? Okay, we're going to start with the Habs because you guys didn't even talk about them when I wasn't here.
2: We saved it for you. you?
0: We talked about the Leafs without Alex before. Could you? How dare you not talk about them getting humiliated by the Pittsburgh? No, that was before that. I don't even know. It was like Hoffman and Allen being hurt and everything was just continuing to go downhill. Um, first off, um don't be don't lower yourself to other people's levels here. Uh get well soon, Mark Bergevin. Uh we know that he's tested positive for Cove and apparently he's he's feeling it. But um uh Eric Engels had a article um an interview with him. Uh he had asked him about some of the Kyle Beach stuff, so go check that out. Shout out to Kyle Beach, apparently in his first game in the German league that he's playing in, two goals and a massive win for the team. You love to see it, yeah. Attaboy, Kyle. Um, uh, first off, so they won last night. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, it was a late game, wasn't it? It was a real late game. Um, so first off, did you see the big news?
1: Yes, return of Matthew Shane. It's Matt it's, tw- it's trending on Twitter, actually.
0: What is? Wait, what exactly is is trending?
1: Uh, Fix You is trending in Canada. Oh, <laughs> that's the That's, yeah. the, okay.
0: that's hilarious. We have like three big, big stories my, here. This
1: is trending on my page. I don't know if it's I, trending or Canada-wide, but it's just it's there.
2: Wait, Adam, what was the big story for you?
0: Well, no, yeah, it was Fix You. So, okay. Um, Mine was using, Matt Duchesne. Um, we'll talk about Duchesne because he had me very scared actually, in the late parts of that game. Anyway, so, the Habs. Um, they've had this other song that's been their pump-up. I don't even know what it is. I don't care. I think it's something Raging Bull or something. It's not Fix You. Um, like, listen, I just, gotta, I just gotta... I need a second here. Okay. If you've ever been to a game at the Bell Center, there's a certain feeling. That's the lights go out, Fix You plays, and you hear Michel Lacan going, "Ako, mademoiselle, monsieur, vos canadien. Which is, it translates to, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, our Canadians, right? It's it's goosebumps. It's one of the best things ever. And they they got rid to fix you to start the year like you don't do that. So this is for Renault Lavoie. Little well, lucky here. The Haps players apparently via Joel Edmondson asked Paul Wilson to bring back Coldplay's "Fix You" for the introductions, and they won last night because of it. So first off, Joel Edmondson should be named captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I think Brendan Gallagher joked afterwards. They didn't know if it was him directly, but the word is that Joel Edmondson is is the savior of this team. Still has not played yet. Don't know what's going on with him, but uh, yeah. Um, but the yeah, player coach. Right, Why not? I mean, I I'd really like to know what like what's wrong with Edmondson. Like the beside his dad, there was some injury in the preseason, and he was just like well, I think he's skating, but it's still non contact Anyway, um. There's a bit of a concern, right? So, you know how normally when you're losing a game, you cut the bench? Yes. But if you're winning a game, maybe you can give ice time to those who don't normally have it, right? Yeah. So, do you guys want to guess what some of the ice times were last night, as I quickly grab it up? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Sure, why not? Okay, I'm just going to do that. Because, um you know, you see Lord, Norlander's been playing some games, right? He wasn't bad against Pittsburgh, but then... Uh, he was not great last night. He had some bad, bad looks with the puck. But here's what's really worrying, right? So first off, the Habs were actually up 5-0. But then Matthew Shane had a natural hat trick. And you're like, please stop. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I can't stand... You know when you go to Google and you look up the scores? Um, but it only shows you, like, the shots and that. It doesn't show you ice time. And NHL.com is awful. I love how I'm like, I'd like to see the scores. And it takes me to today, when no one has played yet, instead of last night. <laughs> I hate it, and then I try and click it. No, I want to see the box score. You, eat. this is awful. Great I hate website. this so much. Gray it's such an awful website. By NHL. Um. Okay. Average ice time here. Okay. I don't care about Nashville. Oh my God. <laughs> you have to scroll all the way down instead of just having an option. This is actually awful. Okay. First off, um. So Matisse Norlander played 11 minutes. Okay. Bit of an issue, right? Um, Cole Caulfield played thirteen fifty three. Christian okay. Dvorak got sat thirteen oh seven. wasn't great. Um, Ryan Paling had two goals. Played twelve twenty two. They went to seven D by the way for this game because they clearly don't trust Norlander, which is such a problem. Which send him over to Sweden. Uh, that kind of concerned me a bit because obviously Caulfield got called up. So before you know. I ignore the ice time of the, what I've just told you turning the clock back. When you saw a guy, when guys, you saw that Caulfield was called up, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, My first thought was he better stay up. Not like for the sake of his development. Like you got to pick a, pick a lane here. Like he's not a, um, he's not a bottom six guy like you need to play him as he's the 15th overall pick and the very important piece to your team like you don't yo-yo someone like that so if you're ready for him you're ready for him if not you're not
2: yeah like he's not a sorry he's not a depth piece like if he's going to be called up you better be giving him the top six minutes Mm -hmm. you better be giving him the opportunities for where he can excel and where his game really is at
0: it's weird though, like cause he's on that he like it's weird. He's <laughs> on the top line with, with um Tefoli and that. But they took him off for Armia, and you would kind of think like why not put Armia with the line for Suzuki and Coffield and sort of be the puck retrieval guy? But they don't seem to roll it now, you know it's I'm not gonna think too much into it yet, but you know what? I-, I thought they should have left him down. Because the whole thing was to get his confidence back. And right. he was starting to get it back. And then it seems like the moment he scored a goal, they were like, okay, you can come up now. And like, mm, I don't know about that. Maybe it's because at the same time, they had a bunch of injuries, which in that case, I'd call it fair enough because, you know, we had had Hoffman go down. And, you know, what, like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there, but not too much. Not too much. Um, You know what's a really nice line, by the way? What is uh, that? Gallagher, Byron, and Lekinen.
2: Who's playing center?
0: Uh, Evans. Okay. It just screams net front crash to the net for me. I really liked it last night. It was a really fun line.
1: That's an interesting line.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, didn't Evan. you say Byron, Gallagher, and Lekkonen?
0: I meant Evans. Oh, okay, Evans. Like, and then yeah, you said Byron Evans, and I
2: got confused.
0: No, no, <laughs> Byron, Byron still hurt. He's That's an Sonny interesting before, though.
1: That's yeah. what, third line, second line? Or what would it technically be?
0: I think it was third line, because technically cause, the second line is Drew and Dvorak Anderson. Right?
1: Can we call it 2B? Sure. To sure? sure. Okay. Too be. No, I, I think that's a that's a line that you don't want to play against. Like it's just a pain in the ass to play against.
2: I call it the responsibility line.
0: It's legit, like the three most trusted defensive players probably on the team, right. day, Which is really funny. It's just like I saw them as a line. I'm like, that just seems like like energy sort of like those all three of those are like coaches players, and I was like, and luckily like they're likable players, but. Um, it was really funny. There was a play where a true Lekanin got high stick and he was bleeding, and he lost his stick, and he just crossed like no, he didn't cross check because he couldn't, and he just like it was a clean hit, and he just flattened a Nashville guy, and it led to um, a power play. Excuse but it was it was like he, the blood is dripping down his mouth. What the hell is this? Um, <laughs> yeah, see, it reminded me of the, the playoffs. Remember when Corey Perry got high sticked, and the blood is just dripping down his nose, and you're like, what's happening here?
1: Yes, yes, I, I, I miss it. Me too.
0: Really, really. Um, and we can have the same conversation here guys. It's if we know that Mark Bergevin is gone, and I don't think you can't fire him now because like at That'd this be second horrible. Yeah. You can't be like, oh he has COVID, you got fired by the way. You can't do that. Um but if you're Jeff Molson, and maybe it's because they're still leading the league in attendance right now. Do you not sort of question why Jeff Molson's not doing anything right now when his team has five wins in a month?
1: It it is it's difficult to watch because again, it's similar to Vancouver where it's like, man, like you're running this guy out here to do what? He's gonna be gone at the end of the year. And and I, I get the idea, yeah. No, he's not gonna jeopardize this team because when he has to interview for the next job, they're going to be like, well, look at how you left Montreal in the last year. How do we know you're not going to do the same thing? Um, But at the same time, how can you keep this guy? Like it's, it's similar to me and it's not necessarily the exact same thing, but it's similar enough where uh, Manchester United had their coach. They actually fired him this morning. Funny enough. They 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 kept running him out for I don't know what reason because they were getting these random results. And it's like, but you're gonna fire him eventually, right? Like mm-hmm. we everyone knew this guy was gonna be fired, and you kept running him out there. So, what is the what is the deal with him still having having this position? Like, do you not have a uh, someone else to go to. Like, is that what they're worried about? That they don't know who. To who to bring in to replace Mark Bergman at the moment? Because to me, if you're firing Bergman, you're probably getting rid of. I, I've seen people calling for the firing of um, Trevor Timmons. Trevor Timmons, and then of course Dominic Ducharme. So, like, what the hell are like? If you fire one guy, is it a chain reaction, and you have to fire everybody?
0: Um. Well, I, first off, I don't think like that Sean Burke's on the team still. Um, He's not. Uh-huh. Sorry, that, he's
2: still on the team. He's the goaltending he's, coach, he's right? He's direct
0: director of goaltending. Goal not, director he's of not goaltending. the goaltending coach. So that's uh, that's Raymond. But um, well, because you think, and in the interim, there's there's Scott Mellenby, who's kind of been Bergman's right hand man for a while now. Um, but there's also Martin Lapointe, which you can kind of guess maybe Lapointe Fretchka You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You can't stand. But like, there are guys that can. but well, no, like Timmins has been the guy who's been um, like in charge of drafting for a couple of years. and people are like, okay, maybe it's time for him to go. Okay, so I'm I think to- this
2: I think this would be the perfect opportunity though, where you know you don't outright fire Mark Bergevin. I think that the way the season's been, and Eric Engels already wrote an article. He called it the lost season is headline. Um, you could do the Toronto approach and just clean house in the offseason and just let things go. But I think it's an interesting, I guess, position Montreal's in with Mark Bergevin expiring that in a way you just kind of give a lot of the responsibilities now to other people. And even when he's back, you know, you just gradually adjust to life after Mark Bergevin.
0: It's, it's very difficult. I'm trying to find like comparing this to some of Montreal's worst seasons. The problem is because they've been around for so long, it's like, Oh God. Yeah. We used to only be like 48 games. So it's a little difficult to find where exactly they're on pace to now. Um, there's like no half their season was just like it's it's like 70 games it is hilarious to look back at the league right but i'm just trying to find like some of their worst seasons at least at 82 games and it's oh my god they were 28 and 40 at 2000 2001 that was not great
2: i was thinking that because i'm trying to look back like other than alex kolchenyak who was another top three pick for them or top five
0: 17 18 kokanami
2: and then you
0: know what i mean but they yeah. were fourth, last, and finished. So they might be, in a modern era, this might be like the pace to be their worst season ever. And which is not, hilarious. And
1: they're not even going to be the worst team in the league.
0: Yeah. It's holy- Arizona are doing an amazing job, by the way.
1: They won. They're on a one-game winning
2: streak. Good for them. They have three um, wins.
0: I want to double-check the standing. So Montreal have 12 points. The Sens are... So the Sens are three points behind Montreal and have five games in hand. That's not good. Oh my god! So how many points do the Coyotes have? Uh, eight. Okay, yeah, that's a tight competition. <laughs> Who's supposed to go second in the draft this year? I wonder.
2: Uh, it's the um, Russian player, right, Ivan? I and I, his name's I really know. long. I oh, apologize if right. I'm gonna mispronounce it.
0: Like, where's the drop from Shane Wright to him? I'm just wondering because obviously Montreal are not going to win the draft lottery. I got to look up their top five, like the top five this year to be like, where's the, where's the this, quality? So
1: this is the latest Sam Constantino rankings. Uh, good, good. It's Shane Wright uh, is first.
0: Yeah. Second,
1: since. even Ivan yeah. Miroshchenko. Uh, that's as good as Yeah, that's guy. the guy I, I couldn't He's see.
0: Wait, so, is there a, just a report on that Russian guy? On that? Yeah.
1: Extremely strong and powerful skater who possesses a deadly shot and the know-how to get in position to use it. He is a left winger.
2: He played in the Super Series against uh, Shane Wright and Connor Bedard. I remember nice. like the three guys were like just scoring back to back.
0: Oh, so he's he's good, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll take it. Okay, good. Because I'm I'm just they're not going to get Shane Wright. Okay. Um, just a quick thing in 32 thoughts. Friedman said that the Habs would be considering adding a puck-moving defenseman, which is really weird. Um, another reason I'm convinced why they're going to make a deal when Edmondson's back. Um, and it seems to be Ben Chiarot. It, it, everything points to it seems to be he's the UFA this year. Um, so this was just a quick little snippet from Friedman. Uh, so Merrick asked Friedman, this is from NHL Watcher who transcribed it, um, Merrick asked Friedman if the Canadians could get a first-round pick for Ben Sherratt. Uh, Friedman says, oh, for sure, I think there is. I think you could abso- you absolutely could. Sherratt's a good player. He's playoff tested, and he's not a high-maintenance guy. Friedman mentions there's a lot of value in him. A lot of teams were interested in him as a UFA before Montreal signed him. The Leafs were very interested, but couldn't make the money work. Habs could also eat some of the salary for the rest of the season to make it even more appealing.
2: You know what this sounds like? Um, exactly like Barclay Goudreau.
0: That's a pretty, that's fair. I, I, man, I'll take a first for Ben Sherrod. I was just wondering, like, where do you, like, where can you guys see Ben Sherrod end up? And you cannot say the Rangers.
2: I was gonna say Tampa Bay. Like,
1: wait, why can't
2: we? Three say times yeah, retained.
0: Get, get out of here. Get, get. There's the door. Tampa Bay. <laughs> wait, I say wait. not the Rangers because that's Andy Strickland already put that out there. Oh, okay. Um, um, it's like, where's Ico going? And everyone was like New York for a month because oh. they, everyone thought they knew what they were talking <laughs> about. You know, I said,
2: scratched oh. that. I think the Panthers. Because they they always have a consistent defense, but always something happens to them down the stretch that they're going to need someone like that.
0: Oh, Ekblad's gone till the summer What a shame. Do you know,
1: it just feels right to say this. I think Pittsburgh. And because Ben Sherratt just seems like the bottom pairing guy, that Brian Burke. And Ron Hextall would love.
2: That's heavy, though. It's gonna be like Ben Sherrod and Michael matter. Matheson.
1: It doesn't matter. It's the way that I, I'm telling. I just have a gut feeling that 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 would be a guy that Brian Burke would absolutely love.
2: Wait, hold on, Adam. Is it gonna be a first round pick or Samuel Pula? <laughs> That's a good point. Well,
0: okay, think about it like this, right? Okay, we've this is well done, well done here. Okay, so this is how it's gonna work. Okay. So, because Montreal get more value when they retain the salary, right? So it's going to be a first and Pula, easy. If they if Bron Hextall trades a first in Pula and Pula for Ben
1: Chirac, I I'm done. Like the,
0: if if they get I, one of those, the pit the the Penguins are idiots.
1: I saw I saw the David Savard comparison, and, that's and I'm like I'm like, are you? I I'm sorry, that's insane.
0: What the the value is like that?
1: Yes, yeah. I,
0: I I'm convinced. I don't know what's up with David Savard, by the way, but he's been bad. It's it's funny when you think about it, though. Can we just talk about that? This is a league where where David Savard and possibly Ben Chirac get more than Taylor Hall.
1: I guess. that's
2: Taylor Hall's fault. No, no. He, I, I mean, no. I guess he chose like you know he Nick Felino got a first. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nick Felino got a first. Multiple teams were interested in giving up a first for Nick Foligno, Nick Foligno. because then, like Taylor Hall, say like. Leader?
2: I'm again, not going, listen, like, I'm going to use my no-trade clause.
0: But it was Buffalo. Does
1: anybody he
2: say, like, it's Boston or bust? So they're like, you I just get something?
1: So. I don't think so. Um, I, I said it last episode. I said John Tortorella was right. Not because I think he's right, but because that's the way the league is. I and I think, that. again, this it proves it.
2: Yeah, I could. You know, okay. You know, what's a fair estimate with that? What we saw in the off-season for defensemen. So, I mean, it's not far fetched at first for Sherrod. I want, I want,
0: like, have a, have this, have about this, have about, about this. Okay. Okay. Have about this. Amirov for Ben Sherrod. I'll take it.
1: I don't want Ben Sherrod. Oh, no,
0: that sucks. You're taking him. <laughs> I don't they need, want. They him. wanted, they wanted the Zach Pagosian type. But
1: Zach Bogosian made 750000 or he made, 000, 000. He yeah, made a Montreal million dollars. He made a million dollars. Montreal retain
0: half of Ben Sherat, and there you go. Playoff tested.
1: No, I don't want Ben Sherat. If Ben stayed the Leafs trade for Ben Sherat and it's a first round pick, I, I'm not going to watch
0: the playoffs. I don't actually think he'd be the worst idea. because a first I'll round be, pick? Well, no, 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 no. Hold on. Um, be uh, What I mean is, I don't think Ben Sherat would be a terrible option on a third pair. No, I, um, I don't because either. I looked at last night and obviously I there was another game I was watching but I was rewatching the highlights and there were a few where I looked at Sandin and Lilligren and I'm like I don't see that as a playoff we can transition to the Leafs here even though they lost to Pittsburgh last night and you know there was a great you know five game win streak before that naturally we have to look at how do you improve the Leafs and there's two areas and I'm never gonna shut up about this I think they need another center um, and I think that. I don't see Lily grin Sandine working forever in the playoffs so I don't think they would be awful maybe Shirat's not the guy but to transition there um, I still they obviously they've expressed interest in needing it um, you got to think when Mikhaev goes like comes back I still think one of him or Ingo have to go that's because the Leafs are gonna want to make a move for the deadline like they got to move the cap somehow right like there's a move coming naturally um, yeah. But you know, I still think there could, there could, there's room there for a guy like Ben Chirac in the right role. Like if we look at Cody Ceci, it was like awful. Pittsburgh third pairing, the right system, a great coach with Mike Sullivan. Not for some reason putting him on the top pair with Morgan Riley. Um, you know, it's I think it makes sense. I as much as I I dislike Ben Chirac, I was singing, we were singing his praises the way he was playing in the playoffs. Yeah. When he again. He, you can break people's backs with your stick in the playoffs, and that's Ben Chirac's specialty. Again, I wouldn't give up a first for him, but I think yeah, there's stuff there.
1: To be clear, it's not that I don't want Ben Chirac; it's that I don't want the Leafs to pay a first round pick to get Ben Chirac.
0: Yeah, no fair. I would laugh Mike I would come on the show and laugh to no extent if they get him. if if the Rangers pick him up, for example, for a first. Mike's coming on, and we're laughing at him. Anyway, okay. um, but yeah, I, I just um. <laughs> Transitioning here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway.
2: Um, Where the Leafs need to improve. That was a yeah. frustrating game. Which one? So
0: I started Last watching. Night. Wait,
1: what are we? Uh, okay. Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. I
0: started watching the Hat Guy LFR, and I was like, "Oh God, what's happened here?" Because <laughs> what I what I saw it was just there were some just defensive collapses from like the Hall pairing, and then again from from the young guns. But
1: are we allowed to like lose a game and it not be? The biggest like the end of the world like not Empire. in canada is that not allowed no because no, no. like not I on
2: was, a saturday night at home
1: i kind of caught the i i was watching the game but then i re the highlights and i'm like okay guys let's take a step back here um they i'd say they look in. my biggest pet peeve my biggest peeve was that they some those for that first part of the season they did not look engaged mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore. I just think that they're – I think they're engaged. And I think Tristan Jari just played very well last night. I think that the team got plenty of chances. They hit the post. Like, I I don't think this is something we should be losing our minds over. And obviously, it comes with the territory, but plenty of Leafs Twitter loves to lose their mind anytime the the Leafs lose – it's just none of this matters until April. Yeah, yeah. They, like they won. They're eight and two in their last ten. Again, none of this matters until April. This is fantastic. Matthews could win the Richard again. That's great, but what did they do in April and May? If they even get to May, like that's the biggest thing. I thought last night was a good game like a decent game yes they lost two nothing but they looked engaged and a lot of the the reason they got scored on was their two defensive mistake were the defensive mistakes that they made and yes that's gonna bite them in the butt in the playoffs but they also hit the post and had great opportunities on multiple occasions It's just like what i
2: said like it, they they were pretty consistent, but it just when the goals came or late in the th- or pretty early in the third actually, where a lot of those opportunities for Pittsburgh were coming, it just they just happened at opportune times that they they were they were highlighted. I think, and I think Toronto was great. It's just it's, you were right, Tristan Jari. I didn't think he was gonna play a game like that. That Toronto had a lot of chances. Those power plays. Those. When I say frustrating, that was the frustrating thing because they had a five on three.
0: Yeah.
2: And that was their third opportunity. And just not to get anything there was... Okay, the one thing, the one defensive thing I did not like was I think it was on the second power play and Crosby and I believe it was who, Brian Rust... Like they got in like even then and like that was just something that I did not like
0: I think one of the goals was that sandine the sandine pairing got caught out against Crosby which you're obviously no one wants I don't think the top defenders like playing Crosby wants no. this you don't want your third pair out there um but the 20 you know, year old I, yeah it, I think it's it's fair to just still just because again it's it's the process right it's the you know there's still yeah work to be done around with the power play and you know defensive pairings da, 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 da. You know, there's stuff there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's helping right now is even when the defense, you know, has some spells, and there's a lot of questions about that Hall-Muslim pairing I'm seeing, like, more and more of, um, is that Jack Campbell is there to truly really erase the mistakes, which can take you a long way in the playoffs. Um, okay, so the conversation started with his contract, and if he keeps going like this, you know, that people are going to be like, dollar this, dollar going, go, 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 Discussion for another day, right? I bet it's going to come out of nowhere in, like, February. Who knows? Okay. So right now, I think like statistically, he's the second best when it comes to goal saved above average. He's only behind Freddie Anderson, I think. It was like <laughs> plus 11 he's at, which is ridiculous. The irony. Um, yeah. So um, if you look at it, where do you guys see him right now amongst the top goalies in the league?
1: Am I is it is it okay to say I see him as a top ten goalie at the moment?
0: And now it's time for let's rank the top ten goalies in the National Hockey League. Okay, so yeah. let's put Jack Campbell on the list, right? Okay, okay, okay. who else do we put there?
1: Andre, Andre Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Vasilevsky,
1: <clears throat> Frederick Anderson,
0: Freddie? Okay, and we're saying right now.
1: Yeah, so uh, Carey Price uh, will uh, unfortunately not be included. On Gibson. So, yeah, let's, just, let's 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 just... wait a little bit. Uh, yeah. Igor Shosturkin.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Okay, so Dan, you said Gibson. Mm-hmm. Who, very fair. Uh, who did you say there, Alex?
1: Uh, Igor Shosturkin. Mike talked my ear about. uh <sharp inhale>
0: about
1: yeah, He him was, on Thursday.
0: He, is he has, um, um, Bobrovsky has been good to start the year.
1: Yeah. Um. Jakob Markstrom.
0: Or, um hold on uh so bob markstrom uh carter hart mm-hmm. Kata-hat. 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 i didn't check robert
2: leonard's what's his stats this year
0: three, four. i don't think they're like 920 north of but one two three four five
1: so, so i'm just yeah. double checking something um, on, on a we name get,
0: we got two more so i'm looking at save percentages yeah. um right now with goalies ottinger doesn't really count campbell's up there markstrom Quick has played nine games. I'm not
1: playing um, there. Um, uh, Connor Hellebuck. He's six two and four
0: nine eighteen. Um. I think we can put Jari ahead of him. Jari is fourteen games played in nine twenty seven. And Pittsburgh okay. are don't have Malkin, right? True. Yeah, it's just 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 for now. Um, Boy would have been a little higher yesterday, but he got let up a little bit. UC Actually, Sorrows. wait, we can put both. We can put. Oh, oh. God, yeah. What Soros at right?
1: Seven. Now? He's seven, six, and one, and nine, nineteen.
0: That was like a nine twenty two yesterday, but Nashville <sighs> let them. Okay, wait. So we have we have two more spots. We have Campbell, Vasilevsky, Freddie Gibson, Shosturkin, Bobrovsky, Markstrom, Carter, Hart, and who else? Who are the two more we're gonna put on there? Um uh, you put UC Soros. Yeah, actually we hold hold okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So so we okay, the general consensus we have Soros, mm-hmm. hellabuck blackwood and like Jari. are like the four kind of guys right now. Of those four, we got two we have two spots in our thing our thing left.
2: Okay, I'd put Jari. and
0: uh, you get one, Alex. Okay, so you say Jari. Alex, do you want to put Hellebuck on there? Then? I would like to put Hellebuck, yeah. Okay, Okay. so right now we have... Here are some of like the top ten for us. Campbell, no particular order right now. Campbell, Vasilevsky, Freddie, Gibson, Shosturkin, Bobrovsky, Markstrom, Carter Hart, Tristan Jari, and Collar Hellebuck. Uh, I think you can say right now that, that Campbell is playing better than Hellebuck, than Jari. Um... I'm not going to say Markstrom because Markstrom seems to be shutting teams out every other night right now. Yeah. Um, Vasilevsky, rough start to the year, so we'll, I'll put Campbell ahead of him, maybe hot take. Freddie, you know, statistically I'll put him thingy. Gibson's been really, really good, but just statistically wise, I'll still put Campbell ahead of him there. Um, Carter Hart's like around the 930s, and you know me, I'm a big Carter Hart guy. So he's, I think right now there's an easy case that he's top five. And like it's a shame that if 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 Vancouver had any sort of defense, Demko would be here right now can hear yeah. the <laughs> Vancouverites yelling at us. But
1: I know I think I think that's for you know the the thing that um, concerns me about Campbell is the lack of games played overall. And I know we're talking about right now. It's just a matter of what type of goalie is. Jack Campbell and we we listed all those guys that we were talking about and maybe with the exception of Tristan Jari, they're performing to their max capabilities that we expected them to Mm -hmm. play at and I think Jack Campbell right now is exceeding that so I'm I'm just trying to I don't know what the number would be but I just I just I would hope that if this can last longer then I'd be more comfortable saying you know what? Jack Campbell is a hell of a goalie. I think he's a hell of a goalie right now. It's just what does the future hold is my concern.
0: He's currently at 944. Wow. That's pretty all right. Uh, yeah, no, no, his goals is... against is 1.6. Wow. And uh, he does lead the league in games played at 16. And then it's this is Markstrom of that. He needs, again, another thing. Morasic um, needs to stay healthy so Campbell can get some damn rest. Because, again, if, yeah. if he's not rested for the playoffs, it's like, well, thanks, Marazic. I mean, it's not his fault. He doesn't mean to get hurt. But
2: <laughs> Is Joel Wall playing to, against the Islanders today?
0: Yeah, he is. You mean Buffalo? Aren't they playing no, Buffalo? they played
1: Buffalo. Their last back-to-back was Buffalo. They're playing the Islanders today.
0: Oh, is it? Is it in the Isles? Or... Yeah. I hope that new arena makes a big impact today.
1: I th- they played there last night, right?
2: Yeah,
0: and they lost because the. Noah Dobson,
2: uh, did you see Noah Dobson?
0: No,
2: speaking to so, <clears throat> the Flames scored two empty net goals last night, and after the when it was five two already, I don't know why Noah Dobson was uh talking to Johnny Gaudreau, and then everyone's like, "What? Like you know, just let it go." <laughs> yeah.
0: and
2: then Matthew Kachuk just comes in and like just goes right in front of Noah Dobson.
0: Before we go, Noah Dobson. The Akadi Bathurst. I think he's a Mem Cup winner. Did he win the Mem Cup?
2: Let's remember when his stick broke in the road two years.
0: Yes, yes. He was on the Comtois team, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Alex, you were at the Rangers game, right? Yeah. With good old Mike. How was that? Yeah,
1: it was good. It was a good back and forth game. Yeah. You'll never guess the people sitting next to us. One of them was a Leafs fan, and one of them was also a Rangers fan, which was quite ironic because the rest of the section was most definitely fans
2: it was mike booed no oh it no. was mike booing
1: mike was booing yeah
0: was he okay mike we know and love yeah. <laughs> he was telling us you know, we, we can't repeat them on no we game. can't <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> the terms that were coming mike's way i were pretty awesome
2: yeah, all- yeah <laughs> pretty creative i'm like so did the guy funny. did he have that like
1: he had that stored in his. He head. had that he stored. Absolutely, you know, he was waiting. Again, good that now. that game was battle of the goalies. I really did enjoy that.
0: See, freaking the the, the kids nowadays don't appreciate. The kids nowadays are like, oh, I want my David and score goals. There's nothing better than a good goalie duel nowadays. Kids, all right. You respect your goaltenders. Someone needs to stand up for the goalies in this league. I tell you. Everyone going about about like, oh, my God, the goalie shouldn't leave the net. And, they, you know, we should be able to hit goalies if they, you know, they're leaving the. Cre- no, yeah, we should. You wouldn't want it done to your goalie. So don't do it to others. Let the goalies do their thing. You know, you know, who,
2: you know who did that? The Mighty Ducks with the Kyle flying Cliff. V. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. And yes. The Cooper. goalies left the
2: crease.
1: And Kyle Clifford.
0: Even the league hates goalies because they're like, oh, you can't carry the puck over center ice. Why? 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 The,
2: the broder rule, the trapezoid.
0: What is, yeah, exactly. Like, wh- why do they, like, there's so much more fun if you take that rule out and a goalie just gets nuts if there's a play. It's like, listen, boys, we're not doing well here.
2: We want to bring back Ron Hextall.
0: It's like, he, he's the bruiser. Like, I, you know what I mean? I just think they I, discussion for another day. I mean, like, goalies don't get enough respect. Um, yeah, okay.
1: Before, I want, I, you said something before about, uh, the Leafs need to get a center. Why, like, why do they need to get another center? Because I've never thought about it. Because
2: we that. don't trust Alex Kerfoot.
0: No, it's He's just not- I don't. I Jason Spetz, I can't play all year at center. I don't like, like uh, and, and David Camps can't score. You need more than that. Like no, Phil Deneau was great as a third line center, I but it was I'm like. I'm telling
1: you, David Camps, David Camp, that line is is a nasty line. I love watching them play.
0: I just think you need more center. I don't think there's such a thing as enough centers in this league. And I, I just think you need more, more centers. Sure, sure. This is I, yeah, sure.
1: No, no, 100%. And I think uh, that's probably what the Leafs are going to do. They're just going to go acquire depth. Like, to answer you that question, just depth. That's yeah, Ben Yeah, <laughs> not for a first round pick. <laughs> like, it's that simple. Like, man, I'll, I'm fine with Ben Chirat. It's just not first round pick.
0: Yeah, you know, it's going to happen. though.
1: I, then again, I won't watch the playoffs. If they train for a first round pick, I will not watch any of the playoffs. If ben
0: Chirot wins a cup of the Leafs. I might actually stop watching hockey.
2: Will you buy a Ben Chirot Leafs jersey?
1: Yes, I will. If they win the cup.
2: Okay. No, oh, we'll add them. No. Okay. Yeah, oh, we never.
0: anything. <laughs> no, get out of here. You know, we
2: forgot about. I, I I forgot to ask you to look for Corey Perry jersey for
0: me. It's <laughs> yeah, sickening. I'm sure they're there somewhere.
2: They're somewhere.
0: I see them. The I'll e-transfer you. Okay. Hmm. Because now when we meet up, you know, you gotta we gotta make that trade. Yeah, we need Shea Weber on the team. That's another reason, you know, the cards are old because Shea Weber is a uh, a thing, not retired. What a shame. Okay, he'll be back. He will. Okay, guys. Well, that is everything for the podcast. And next episode, we're gonna talk about the Omaha Lancers and all the mess that's going on in the USHL right now. Um, we're just specifically with that team, and that is just a mess. Um. And then you know hopefully we'll talk about some other stuff um, that's been going on. Um, so besides that if you enjoyed this check out all of our other stuff all the show social media we'll find it in the you'll find it in the description of probably wherever you're listening to this instead of me just rambling on about it. Here it is. Um, beside that check out Alex's uh, blog Daniel stuffer CGRU uh, check out my YouTube channel and the eye opener, the Ryerson ski and snowboard glove the article is out a lot of stuff it's out finally it's pretty sick so go check that out your boy wrote it and i'm happy about it
2: it's a chilly read
0: there was a pun in there that i got rid of because i just couldn't it was like they're hitting the chills i didn't want it in there and gavin's like well we're fun here i'm like yeah but i'm not fun but um, but yeah no seriously that was a lot of fun I enjoyed it hoping to do more as soon as possible to write so um, anyway uh, I think that's it so we will see you on uh, Wednesday hopefully yeah Bye.